0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You
1: are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Rams Nation, welcome back, it's your boy Bear Motter of Rams Podcast, but this is Locked On Rams. Well, you know what? Actually, it's Rams Podcast 2. We're hey. doing a crossover. I've got my man James in the building. James, welcome to the Locked On Rams studio. Thanks, Bear. It only took me an hour to get here and another half hour to find
2: parking. So, ah. uh, But it's worth it. I'm well, happy welcome, to be here. The welcome back to LA. Amazing as always.
1: We were actually weren't going to record today, and James texted me around 4 o'clock and said... Dude, I'm coming over. And I was like, all right, let's do it. Let's talk some football. Let's get on the mic. It's been a while, maybe a couple weeks since we've actually got to do a podcast. So we're going to do a crossover, one for Locked on Rams, and then the other one will go up on Rams podcast. So welcome everybody that's listening in both areas. If you don't know about the other one, go check it out. Uh, we'll do a crossover. This is going to be the same content, but a lot of times we'll do a separate show for each, but since we're in the building today, we're going to rock it's a crossover.
2: Sometimes we add some stuff to one show we don't have on another show, Yeah. so you may be up for a surprise if you really like listening to us. Well, we do mix it up.
1: Yeah, we're we're working on a couple interviews right now that we're going to probably uh, dibble and dabble over both networks. That should be exciting, so keep an eye out for that. We'll keep you up to date on social, which is for all of us. Get your pens and papers out. <laughs> uh I am LA underscore rambling bear. James is J Kroger three K R O E G E R three. I should make that simpler. Yeah, you got to make, you got to figure out your name, man. JK three. Yeah, JK three.
2: <laughs> Look for an update soon.
1: Uh, then we have uh, Lockdown Rams and Rams podcast. And now you can find both of us on Instagram because I just created Instagram. Thanks for the follow. Hey, good for you. While you say thanks for
2: the follow, you beat me too because you did not follow me, my personal, today. And uh, I was actually pretty hurt about that. I was hoping you were going to find yeah, me first. Yeah, I, I did. it Today, I, go, I showed him the notifications. He wasn't on there. So he decided to follow himself.
1: Yeah, I was like, give me your account. phone. Yeah.
2: Let me." Uh, thanks for the follow, so, dude. So
1: yeah, TF. Now I'm up TF- to 70. woo <laughs> So go give us a follow. Uh, Locked on Rams and Rams Podcast going to both be competing for your likes. So give us a like to both. You can also reach out to me at lockdownrams at gmail.com. Uh if you have any questions you want on the show, we'll get to a uh comment that we got earlier. Don't email me. <laughs> James gets enough freaking emails. Don't email them. All come to me. I'll just delete them. It's okay. <laughs> I don't mind. Uh no, we appreciate you guys reaching out. We always want to hear what you have to say, and we'll bring it onto the show and we'll uh kind of create a conversation around it. So we got a couple things that we'll get to today, a couple uh breaking stories that happened today involving Reggie Bush. And the 2015 season, I believe. We'll get to that. And then, obviously, we're going to talk a little bit of Rams OTAs. And I kind of want to get your take, James, since I haven't talked to you in a couple days on some of the things that are going on here in the world of Rams. Other than that, how's life, man?
2: Fair life is good. I can't complain. I'm very much looking forward to this season. There isn't a ton going on as far as news with the Rams. But as you can see, we've had some good media. And now that camp's officially started, you can expect a lot more content coming from us on Rams Podcast and Locked on Rams. So look out for that. But, dude, happy to be alive. Great day to be alive, as I said earlier today. And uh, I'm just, I'm happy we made this decision to come over and talk to some Rams because while there's not, uh, not a lot going on, just the media and, and where we're at as far as the off-season schedules really got me excited.
1: For sure. The Rams are in stage three, phase three, whatever, uh, of <laughs> off-season camp, and, which basically means that it's mandatory at this point. We talked yesterday on Locked On that Aaron Donald's not there. Again, McVay addressed it, basically said, things are good, blah, 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 quit asking me the same freaking question over and over again i think he'd probably rather talk about uniforms at this point Mm. than uh aaron donald because uh nothing's going to happen for a while we've got the big layoff till i think late july uh it's when the boys come back into town and we we get uh, back for camp so hopefully we got it figured out by then uh one thing that came out today is they are actually going to be it was supposed to be um tuesday wednesday thursday to kind of wrap up phase three uh they're taking thursday off and they're going on a field trip. Nice. And uh, couldn't be more accurate to the term because they are going to a field. They're going to (laughs) Inglewood on their field trip, and they're going to go check out the new stadium. I love it. I want to hear your take on what you think about McVeigh being kind of cool coach, cool dad, canceling last day of practice and taking the team to Inglewood to see the stadium.
2: Well, uh, I hope everybody got their permission slips signed for the field trip. A couple Uh, of those guys are pretty young. (laughs) I know, a lot younger than us, Bear. Um, But I think it's great because one thing that we talked about previously on the show with all these moves that we did in the offseason was the chemistry with this team and no other way to help build chemistry with your team than go visit your brand new awesome stadium that's coming in in Los Angeles. What better way to build chemistry with a team than to take a little field trip down to your awesome stadium going in Los Angeles? There's going to be... Many fun games there. Everybody's super jacked about how it's going to look and how the progress is coming. We constantly see updates on social media, but I think it was super smart of him. You know, he's a young coach. He wants to you know, have some fun with these guys, and uh, it's, it's a perfect move to help build chemistry. They're all in shape. They've all been working out. You know? Yeah. Let's just uh, let's do a field trip for uh, the chemistry here.
1: I love it. you got a lot of new pieces going around here. A lot of people maybe haven't seen the stadium. You're going to get that full access tour. They're going to walk them in there. Uh, and kind of show them their new home. I'm really kind of holding on to the, this vision in my head that, I don't know if you remember the scene in Hoosiers, a little bit different of a, a scenario. They went to, they went to the state championship. Coach brought him into that massive stadium that they were going to play in front of. And he measured how tall the basketball hoop was. It was still 10 feet, what they were used to. He measured it. From the end line to the foul line to say, hey, it's still the same distance in our little rickety old gym. I hope he gets out there and measures it and be like, you know, <laughs> look, guys, this is going to be, you know, a billion dollar or what, five billion dollar stadium by the time it's over. Uh, and just kind of have that moment of, you know, showing them their new home, showing them that this is no different from practicing out in Thousand Oaks or even down in Irvine. Uh, so, uh, just one of those moments, it's something I hope I'm just going to, you know, in my head, it's going to happen anyway, well, he's going to have that moment.
2: You should go stand outside and offer to measure the, the field for yeah. him because I can see maybe Wade Phillips mentioning that because Hoosiers was yeah. a bit more <laughs> relevant to him, but Sean <laughs> McVay was about, what, 10 years old when that movie came out yeah. or something like that. So, and a lot of these players, pretty young too, so, uh, they'd be like, what, Hoosiers? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, awesome reference there. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'll be the guy out in front with the tape measure, like, "Hey, coach, I brought the tape measure. Uh, just give me a hard hat." That'd be how one of those movies would start. Is like yeah.
2: the guys just, I'm, you know, I know they're gonna be there. I'm just committed, and and then they're gonna, you're gonna save the season somehow. You're gonna be the reason they they save the Super Bowl.
1: Yep, I'm gonna be on behind the grind. This little random chubby kid was out at the front <laughs> gate with a tape measure, and we were like, we felt bad for him, so we let him
0: come.
2: Yeah, then they made a movie about it five five years later. <laughs>
0: The Suns rise in Orlando, but their playoff hopes set in the West. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network. Beginning today, all of the Locked On NBA playoff teams will be previewing the playoffs with special crossover shows. Scout your team and your opponent on the Locked On Podcast Network. Local experts on the biggest stories, it's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Vinny Iyer, host of Locked On Fantasy Football with your Locked On Fantasy Football Edge of the Day.
2: storylines in Rams camp right now that everybody wants to hear about. We got three main things that I think we should focus on. That's uh, the development of the rookies, as you saw, we signed everybody um, from the draft. So that's good to know. We want to talk about, you know, the leaders on defense, what's going on there, who's getting the green dot, going to be the play caller there, because there's a few guys in question. And then uh, just overall depth at at OLB with, especially with Morgan Fox and Obese sideline due to injury. And uh, that's just a conversation that we need to have, Bear, because everybody's listening and want to know our take on that. So a few storylines going on in camp that we're going to be watching. Obviously, we just started, but moving forward, we need to figure some of this stuff out primarily on this defense, Bear, where we made a lot of moves in the offseason. How do you feel about who's going to be in that slot for the overall leader on the defensive side of the ball?
1: I mean, pick who you want for the leader. I mean, we got – once we get AD back in camp, obviously in the front, Damacon Sue has kind of talked about, uh, you know, he's a he's a veteran in the league. Obviously, you got to get used to the teammates. Akib Tlaib and that secondary already is kind of uh, taken on that leadership role with Marcus Peters. Uh, interviewed today, saw a little bit from him at camp. Both of the guys from camp today uh, talking about getting to know each other and, and getting that. Uh, chemistry down and being able to trust each other john johnson the third second year guy quoted saying basically he wants to become more of a vocal leader uh, in the position in his second year in you know the back half of our secondary so uh, i don't think we're gonna have trouble finding a leader on this defense i think a lot of people uh, tend to think the leadership role needs to come through that middle linebacker, linebacking role. But in a sense, I think we're going to have tons of leaders on this defense who has the green dot to communicate and make the calls. We'll find out that over time as camp goes. Uh, there's, a, you know, some front runners there, and I think there's going to be a lot of uh, competition. I, so I had a podcast, a crossover with the Jaguar guys the other day, Locked On Jaguars, and they asked me that same question, you know, who's, what's up with your, your middle linebacking role and who's going to, who's going to step in there and, and really – you know, depending on who comes in and steps in, I think we've got a lot of, of great potential there.
2: Exactly, Barry. And you would kind of think that Mark Barron would be the candidate for this role specifically. Uh, but, you know, looking at some of the social media highlights that are going up and how camp's going, Corey, Corey Littleton right now really appears to be a front runner for this job. And let's not forget, of course, Meek Wilson from Kansas City uh, is in potential situation there as well so um, should be interesting as camp continues to see who's going to become that that leader on the D and it's it's a great situation to kind of look forward to
1: yeah that's going to be our one big battle in camp is going to be those linebackers but again it's so crazy as we sit here and try to find something to try to pick apart on that defense because I saw someone basically tweet out a projected Depth chart for the team and it's just crazy looking at our mm. names and everything down on paper is just we look so sick on paper I know we're gonna have to come out and perform and things like that but taking a look at, at the guys we have and everything that how it projects to line up uh, yes that linebacker uh, position is going to be you know a curious one to see how it kind of fills out with Wilson and Littleton and you know some of the rookies that are coming up is I mean really at the end of the day just can't wait to get pads on these guys and let them fly around and really see where the competition takes everybody and how the rest of those roles fill out but if you look up and down from the roster we're pretty set in a lot of the majority places so uh, linebacker is a weak spot for us but it's going to be something that is going to be filled in over time and I think leading into week one we're going to feel real good about our whole defense as a whole. James, I actually want to get to an email that came in uh, from one of our listeners. Don Wright reached out to us and said a bunch of nice things about what we're doing, so I appreciate that. Don, thanks for reaching out at, on our Gmail. That, that is at LockedOnRams at gmail.com. Don wrote. He gave us some props. Thanks, Don, man. I appreciate you reaching out, first mm-hmm. of all. Uh, after all of everything, he basically said, you know, everything come out of OTAs uh, from coaches, players, reporters, been very optimistic. And they're trying to hype up their guys. But Rams Nation needs to hear the truth. Any inside scoop on how golf is looking in camps and drills, accuracy, time getting the ball out, mobility, things like that. And then kind of went on to also say, you know, what's going on in the tight end situation? You guys touched on it previously, but, you know, McVeigh's plan in Washington, he, you know, was pretty highly involved, the tight end. Uh, We came out here and drafted Everett right away. And then, you know, Higby kind of took over late the year as kind of being the guy. Uh, so what are we looking for as far as Higby moving forward, making that push? All great stuff, Don. We appreciate you reaching out. And we'll just kind of talk about that. I'll, I'll pitch a question over to you. I'll take the first part of it as far as, you know, how's Goff looked in practice so far. It's crazy. It's so tough to be honest and true at this point because it's OTAs. It's not playing really against the defense. There's no pads. There's no other team. Obviously, we've got some great additions that we just talked about on the defense side of the ball. But Um, you know, it's basically seven on sevens, no aggressive pass rush, everything that has been coming out, which is great. You know, as you mentioned from the players, the coaches, the reports, everything seemed like he's getting the system better. He's becoming more of a leader. And what I really love that kind of, I stuck to, and I could really, you know, bite my teeth into was Brandon Cook. He's been with the team for what, you know, a month now really with the team for a few weeks, getting around and throwing the ball around. And he basically said that Goff is a natural leader and that he loves that he's brought the guys outside of practice to get together to throw the ball around and that people seem to follow him, what he's doing. And that he sets the example as far as getting in there early and leaving late, understanding the offense, those type of things are going to come. Uh, But everything that we're hearing, and it's tough because they don't let me and James in the practice, so we've got to take a word of of the players, the coaches, and the reporters that are there. Uh, But from some of the reports that I've read, everything is showing that he's trending up, Uh, so we're excited about that. But it's tough at this point to get a real true take on it.
2: That's right. And another thing that we talked about earlier, Bear, is chemistry and building chemistry with this team. And that's one thing that's kind of immediate coming out of OTAs and camp is Goff not only looks very sharp, but he's really connecting with his receivers. Specifically, you mentioned Cooks, Robert Woods, and then Cooper Cup. I saw a few videos on social media where Goff is just hitting Cup for these uh, really high passes. You can tell that he trusts in Cup, and they, you know, we know that they had a solid connection last season. They do have the same agent, and they were roomies for a bit. So Cup and Goff just have it going on anyway, but then you add Brandon Cooks. We've talked about on Locked On and Ram's podcast about how much... Goff is hitting him for that deep ball and how excited McVay and Goff are for how fast Cooks is I think this guy, we're underestimating what this guy is going to bring to the table this year but yeah, one thing that's immediate, like Bear says there's going to be a lot of time uh, to assess but right now you can just tell already that Goff's becoming a solid leader and that he's really building that that rep and chemistry with his receiving
1: And as you talk Cooks there, one more thing I want to talk I saw a, a quick little interview with Todd Gurley today and he talked about the deep ball and he kind of mentioned it as far as last year at this time, they were not where they were, uh, where they're at right now with Cooks and Jared Goff getting more comfortable throwing the deep ball and having that relationship built. So I don't know if that's a Cooks and Goff are connecting better as far as route running and um, you know where they're gonna you know throw the ball and he'll run under it compared to Sammy Watkins or if it's just the development of Goff. But that was something that came out from Gurley today as he said that looking at it, that deep ball is really looking a lot better. And I know you were pretty critical last year of the one thing of Jared earlier in the, the year was that deep ball not being very yeah. accurate or hitting our speed guy at the time, which was Sammy Watkins. He yeah. was doing the great dump downs and across the middle and all that, but that deep ball was something that you needed to work on. To so, open,
2: but couldn't take it deep.
1: There you go. And, and from Gurley, who's right there watching every day, he had some great things to say about that. Um, but I'm going to go on to Don's next point, which was the tight end. And we talked about this when McVay was hired, you know, how he used, uh, Jordan Reed in that system and multiple guys really in that system to kind of expand the offense. The one thing that is different is he didn't have the weapons that he has at wide receivers that he did in Washington. Obviously at that time, I'm, I'm kind of stretching back here, but they had Pierre Garçon, Deshaun Jackson at a point. Um, but they didn't have... You know, looking at the depth of what we have, and the experience, and the way that Robert Woods played last year, and the addition of, of the speedster Brandon Cooks, and you know Cooper Cup across the middle, and even going you know is as, as DeFerro Cooper and Josh Reynolds and all those guys that you can name as far as um, you know the offense goes. Yes, we do have Everett, who was drafted obviously for a reason, which we all thought would be really involved in into the offense, but being a rookie. Uh, showed some struggle times throughout the beginning half of that year really had to learn to become a blocker which was one of the things that Sean McVay said during these OTAs that Everett has gotten a lot better not only in the passing game but in the blocking game and another thing that they mentioned about Higby as well is that Higby throughout the end of the season really made himself a two-way tight end as far as a guy that can go catch the ball work the way up the field but also stay in there and block that we didn't have to switch him out to get a blocking scheme in. So I think we can expect a big jump from both those guys. Really, Higby, who got a lot of the reps last year, and then Everett, who, who has that understanding of, hey, I was drafted, I was the first pick of Sean McVay. Uh, he's got the great talent. We've seen the catching ability. We've seen the speed. It's kind of putting all those things together. But what is your take on the tight end and where we're going to go? Is it going to be a multi-man type uh, show, or do you see one of these guys taking over and being the lead guy in the room? I think
2: it's going to be kind of a split. And you talked about Higby. It seems kind of right now that he's the main guy on the tight end force. He does have those blocking skills. But I think that this year we're going to see Everett kind of come up and have a good sophomore season and probably outdo Tyler Higby as far as snap count is concerned and probably overall yardage. And I also want to mention Tamara Hemingway. There it is. Who is a fan of Rams podcast. Shout out to Tamara Hemingway. But he's back, and he's feeling super optimistic. And don't forget that uh, Tamara Hemingway is foot five, 230 pounds. He's only gained weight. I think he might be a little bit heavier than that. But I just see a lot of potential from him. He's super fast. And I think Sean McVay is going to find a way to utilize this little hidden talent in our tight end situation. And right now, I honestly think our two main guys is going to be Everett and Hemingway. Uh, going into the season and I think Higby's going to maybe take a a few steps back there.
1: Well that's interesting and it's going to be fun to kind of watch again we talked about the battle at the linebacker position I think this is going to be another one to be you know keep a close eye on during camp and see who kind of comes out um, on top of the class there because you mentioned it Tameric Hemingway I was kind of holding that one there I was like I don't think he's going to mention this (laughs) and you dropped it. You know it girl. (laughs) You were big fans of Tameric Hemingway Uh, He's always been great with us here on the podcast, so excited for him. You know, again, uh, McVay talked about him during the OTAs and said he's finally healthy. We get Mm -hmm. to see what he's about. I'm really excited that they never cut him, that they never let him go. He wasn't drafted under this regime, but uh, has made his way to kind of stick on the roster, and they're going to give him a shot. I don't know if he'll make it onto the 53, uh, but he's got to do some work. But there was a lot of exciting upside. You, You nailed some of his, you know, measurements and things like that, so he has put in the work and he's had that chip on his shoulder following yeah. him on Twitter. I think he's got a pretty big chip on his shoulder and he's ready to go to work. So I think he could be one of those surprise guys coming into camp. Yeah. And one of the things that he
2: did well in college is we talked about blocking in the tight end situation for the Rams. He was more of a screen off type blocker and he excelled there. He's a little bit skinnier. So um, I expect Sean McVay to- totally take advantage of that and be able to utilize him in those situations. It's going to be an amazing blocker and open himself up to have more, way more options for golf, who's developing well also.
1: I love it. You know, we talked earlier, this, this roster seems almost complete top to bottom, but in every scenario, you can find something to pick apart and something that's going to be interesting uh, when it comes camp time and obviously one of those things being Aaron Donald coming back to camp. But uh, lots to keep an eye on as we get closer to that date in late July when everyone comes back. I mentioned this yesterday, but I'll say it again here where I'm with you. I think at this point, we're just hoping everyone goes home, studies their book, (laughs) gets in bed by 1030. Nothing crazy. No uh, shark diving. No ATVs. Uh, no, no, you know, cliff no cliff diving, no adventure stuff. Well, it guys. might be
2: easy when you get to go view the stadium and just get a visual of what you're looking at, like they're going to be doing this week. So, yeah. You know. Go
1: see what is the potential in a couple years here. You want to be, you want to be a part of this what's growing out here. And that's, what's exciting as we landed a lot of these, uh, free agents and people that came out to, you know, acquired you know, some of these people through trades, but people want to come out here, you know, Dominic and Sue being one of them. Well, before we close the show, I kind of want to talk about something that we mentioned earlier in the show. It happened back in 2015 in a whole different city uh, when it was the St. Louis Rams. But Reggie Bush won his lawsuit today, uh, $12.5 million versus the Rams. They had no comment, shocking, uh, because I think they're going to appeal it and try to stretch this process out and maybe get it less than $12.5 million. Uh, It happened in the first quarter back in 2015. Reggie Bush, uh, I think it was a return kick or punt uh, possibly, And he ran to the right side of the field. He was pushed out of bounds. And that old stadium over there had a, I don't know, maybe a five-foot cement ring around the outside of the stadium. They
2: call it the ring of death. The The ring of of death. Yeah.
1: Ended up tearing his ACL, MCL. He kind of really messed up his knee pretty bad. Uh, Was out for a while. Um, The lawsuit's been going on forever. Uh, But no shocker, a St. Louis jury was like, you know what? Yes, the Rams. screw the Rams. Pay them $12.5 million. Possibly the easiest case ever uh, for Reggie to win out in St. Louis. They uh, dropped the hammer and said $12.5 million. Thoughts on this? Do you think it's going to stick at that? Uh, Rams are going to probably fight it for a little bit, but is this just something you're just like, you know, just pay them 12 and a half and just call it done?
2: No, because we have people to pay, and we need to save our <laughs> money. I know it's not going to come from the same budget, but... I think the Rams are going to fight this because it is a good amount of money and, you know, it's not like Reggie Bush is is poor. He had a good amount of time in the league and he's at 33. He works as an analyst for the NFL Network still, so he's got, he's got an income coming in. I think it's going to get lowered probably by half and there's going to be some sort of payout. Um, yes, you know, the quote was saying from his lawyer that he lost the ability to do what he loved and to, to even get the chance to bargain mm-hmm. for a contract, but at the same time, it's also, like, I don't, I don't really care because yeah. it happened before, and that's really unfortunate about the jury that you mentioned.
1: At the same time, Reggie really should have just walked away after USC, man. That guy was <laughs> a legend. Have to give his Heisman back. A legend in college. Obviously, he did he did some okay things with the Saints when he was first drafted, and but he never lived up to the expectation of what he was supposed to be coming out. He did more than out. Matt
2: Leinart, though. In NFL, oh,
1: very true. So. Very true off that same team. Uh, I got to watch him play one of the uh, guys that we went to high school with, Mike Malala. Mike making his first appearance on the podcast way to go bud (laughs) uh he uh was he played down at University of Hawaii so I went and visited him and I think it was his Reggie's last year there they opened the season down at University of Hawaii and it was a close game for the first half and then Reggie did what Reggie did and it was amazing to watch firsthand but when he got to the NFL just didn't transition as much uh so bounced around but yeah I mean obviously that injury didn't help his career but there's a name dropper Twelve and a half million dollars, man. Can I borrow a couple bucks? That's
2: another uh, payment on that, on four houses you bought in L.A.
1: Well, James, not bad for a uh, made-up podcast, really. (laughs) We we weren't going to do this today, but you you called me and said, let's do it. We had a couple beers and uh, talked some Rams football, kind of talked some of the news and notes. Uh, got to give a big shout-out to our man Don Wright for reaching out to us, guys. Don't forget to reach out to me or James on social or email for me. Don't email James. Um, <laughs> at LA underscore Rambling Bear on Twitter or LockedOnRams on Twitter and IG. And then for James, it is at jkroger3. We're going to make that easier for you soon. And also on Instagram and Twitter at Rams Podcast. Both have amazing content coming out from a man, James Kroger. So I uh, appreciate him swinging by. We'll be back again uh, tomorrow. I've got the boys over from Locked on Seahawks. We're going to continue kind of our around the NFL, around the NFC, around the NFC West. And we're going to talk some uh, divisional football with those guys, Grant Goldberg uh, from Lockdown Seahawks will be here. I'm not sure if Spike Freeman's going to be joining us, but he's the other co-host. So we'll see who shows up. But We're going to talk some Rams Seahawks and then I've got a- another interview possibly for the end of the week. Uh, we'll see how that kind of comes together. But got some more stuff coming up and then next week continue on the journey of filling three weeks of nothingness. So if you guys got anything, reach out to us, let us know. We want to know what you want to hear. With that being said, Rams Nation, you know what time it is.
0: only on the lockdown network.